Hey everybody, it is Monster Maverick Show at our new time, which is 4 p.m. in the Eastern, which is where I live. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the time change was kind of wrecking me, you know, uh, now that I'm at home all day with the kids and everything, uh, you know, I put the kids to bed and then I fall asleep, and so the, the 11 p.m. was pretty rough for me. So, this is the new time, 4 o'clock. Also coming up next hour is Scaredy Cat Guide's uh, investor show. So, you know, we talk some investing themes and then he'll have his investing show. So there's some crossover. Um, I think it'll it'll be a good a good uh, back-to-back uh, set of shows for you. Um, if you are watching the stream, I don't know how many people actually do, but uh, you'll see behind me I have this green backdrop. This is my new green screen. Uh, on Zoom, it works great. Uh, because uh, Zoom is very has very good, I guess, visual algorithms for detecting a chroma key and stuff. Uh, right now, with um, with OBS, you know, it's much more finicky. So, uh, well, one, I have to iron the thing, but also I need to get like lighting set up so that it it creates greater contrast to uh, to make the the backdrops really work. So yes, I have a very wrinkled green screen. I just you know when when it ships to you. It comes in a small package, and it's all folded up. So uh, I just set this up yesterday, the day before, and uh, <laughs> but it's it's been lots of fun. So if any of you uh, are going to watch the Leo Finance roundtable that we had this morning, or that we we recorded this morning, I don't know when Cal's going to publish it. Um, that you'll see uh, how smooth it is in in a Zoom uh, virtual uh, virtual background setting. So uh, it's you know. It's fun. You'll see more improvements over time. <laughs> I will iron it, for example. Uh, but yeah, uh, the key with uh, with uh, a finicky system like OBS and um, and green screens is that it has to. You have to have the good lighting, so there's lighting up front and then less on the back. So I don't know if I'm actually going to invest in lighting, but we'll see. Anyway, uh, on to on to uh, actual Splinterlands kind of stuff. So, for those of you who have been living under a rock, we have a couple important things to, uh, to go over. So, first and foremost is we have the Havening. So, you know, Ag is huge on, on, the, uh, on the Havening with Bitcoin, and he's, he seems to be a big fan of the stock-to-flow model, which has some interesting points to it. Um, but in commemoration, they, uh, they created the Halfling Alchemist. So if you haven't seen the posts, let's see. Uh, I got to copy, copy the link here for you. So what it is is uh, he's a two mana uh, ranged fighter, and uh, he's got a little bit of health, a little bit. He's got I think one armor, and his ability is that when he attacks a monster, it cuts that monster's attack in half. Uh, which is actually, you know, pretty significant in some cases. So, like, um, I actually, uh, I actually did a battle with uh, with him and Yodin Zaku, which is the new summoner, which we'll get to in just a second. Um, which I am going to actually play for you. So let me transition here, so you can see my my screen here. And the key thing that you'll see in just a second. Hope this isn't too loud for you. So, I'm going against 
Yeah, I was messing around with it, Ron, with, uh, with the chroma key settings and all that. Um, and just, I couldn't get the contrast right. And there's different shades because of the lighting. Um, so yeah, lighting, lighting is, a, is a big part of it. Uh, yeah, most of my shoes are lighting, yes. I agree. So, in, in this screen... Oh, and Ron, you'll appreciate this. Look at this. Taking a screen cap, no sound. How do you like that? So here's the setup. And, you know, uh, the Naga Warrior has it in range. Naga, whatever. And so, right now, she's at 9. I don't know if this actually comes through on, this, on the... Uh, oh, that's strange. When I when I take the screen cap, she went back to five. I think I was just hovering over it. Yeah. Okay. So there you can see that she's at nine, right? So then we play the bat a little bit. Blah blah blah. Reflect. Yeah. Reflect. And. So now, she gets taken down to five. <laughs> what, what, what is Grimslayer? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yes, the, the other half of my fictitious duo is, has, has good slurps. So, basically, it's, it's fantastic for anti-rage, you know rage, um, like with the Naga Warrior or with the... Uh, um, I can't remember the, the fire monster or, uh, stone splitter orc, um, you know, any of those guys, good way to counter that. Also, uh, you know, if you have, uh, like, like cases where you get, um, let's say somebody has a four magic attack and you have void and then you hit him with the have, now it's two, they get to get down to one, it, you know, you can have synergies, which is really great. So the way, the way they set up this promo was that you had to buy packs. And so for every five untamed packs you bought, uh, you got one uh, you got one alchemist. So there was going to be 10,000 uh, available through the packs there, and then uh, another 2,000 is going to be airdropped to players just, you know, throughout, uh, people who play at least five matches a day. So of the 50,000 packs that that would that those 10,000 would represent, you know, 70, 77, 12 have been sold. So uh, that is, <laughs> yeah, that is uh, a lot of packs. And you can see how that affected the airdrop, you know, right here. So, you know, there's been, there's been a couple things that have that have gone on synergistically. So one, a lot of people were taking advantage of the deck parity uh, or the deck redemption uh, that Splinterlands offers. So you know, deck was trading around uh, you know half a cent per thousand, which is which is basically half off. Um, you know, because you could trade them in for one one cent per thousand towards towards packs, and the net result of that is check out this new thing. That is Gerbot's new command. So deck USD SE Steam Engine. There's one for HE also for for Hive Engine, but nobody trades on Hive Engine yet, so it's not really any good data there. But it's a nifty little tool that Gerber uh, put in there, 
which I'm a big fan of because it means I don't need to manually update my spreadsheet. So <laughs> anything that makes less work. Uh, but you can see this, you know, deck has just been ripping for the last, uh, you know, week or two. And, um, you know, people took advantage of, of the promotion. So we still have 20, 2288 packs left. I imagine there will still be some support for Dark Energy Crystals uh, having to do with that. Uh, the question is, once once we hit the 50,000, you know, all of those pack sales that have been made, uh, I think, were mostly internal to the uh, to the Splinterlands ecosystem. So, we did get a little bit of outside promo. Uh, we got this guy. Nice little write-up on Decrypt, um, which that's which had a funny... Had a funny line in it. Uh, Earlier this week, crypto collectible card game Splinterlands, which has been climbing up the ranks among the most popular blockchain gaming apps. And I'm like, climbing up the ranks? What are you talking about? You know, I mean, it's like number one all the time. And it's not like it's using some different list. It links straight to state of the dApps. So on this list, it's always number one, number two, maybe number three. Uh, so I don't know. That seems some editorial slander, I think. But, <laughs> uh, but anyway, the... Um, so we got some outside press, but I mean, most of these packs are going to people who are already in the Splinterlands community. So we do know that if we look at, um, where did I put it? Yeah, if we look at the Splinterlands stats, you know, Rafalski's site, uh, I actually brought up all the, the history. Where did it go? I uh, wanted to look for booster packs, booster packs. There we go. So... It's kind of skewed because of, uh, you know, releases and, and everything. But if we look there, we're averaging uh, 2135 packs a day, which is actually a lot more uh, than I thought it would be. Now, that's, that's skewed upwards because of these spikes. But let's call it, I don't know, 1,500, um, you know, over the, the very long term. So, you know, 50,000 packs are being, uh, of purchasing is being brought forward you know, because of the promotion, how many of those are going to continue after the promotion's over? So, uh, <laughs> I don't know if Rafaski actually listens or reads anything. Uh, you know, he does do his uh, stats work. I know that, but um, but yeah. So I think it's it's a very valid question as to you know how much you know how much packs are going to drop off after the promotion's done. And then, as a result, uh, you know, you know, concurrent with that is, uh, I think the bid under underlying the dark energy crystal market is going to decrease. So I expect the uh, the um, I expect the price of deck to kind of, you know, peak and then you know, dr and draw back a bit. How far? I don't know. Um, the the big next thing concerning dark energy crystals as far as i'm aware is the lands expansion which i'm guessing is going to be i don't know end of summer something like that so uh it's going to be a ways away basically so uh in the meantime you know i don't know how much uh how much dark energy crystals i'd be i'd be buying at this point you know battling for absolutely you know can burning uh, was averaging two months per 100k prior. Yeah, so, you know, we got, we've got two uh, legendary summoner airdrops now. We got, um, and, you know, every 100,000 we get a new one. So we had Mimosa Nightshade, and then we just got Yoda and Zaku, which I do have a link for uh, da, 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 somewhere. 
Uh, I don't know where I put it. But anyway, Yodenzaku, he's got, he's the new fire summoner. Or she's the, you know, I'm not, is it male or female? I'm not even sure. Let's see. We got summoners, fire. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a foxkin or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so TC says a deck will be fine. They're mostly close to flipping, flipping hole, and SMUSD is still buying 25 steam worth of deck every six minutes. That is a lot. Uh, that is a lot, actually. Um, and that's a good point. I had forgotten about, uh, about the flipping uh, exploit that was that was whole, that was closed. Um, you know, but I, I still don't see um, you know enough of buying pressure to to support higher prices, at least in in the near term. Long term is a different story, but um, you know, for once this promotion is over, I think uh, you know we'll see some some relaxation there. But we got Yodenzaku. Um, that's the new legendary summoner. We've got uh, plus one uh, ranged, plus one health, and blast on every monster, every friendly monster, uh, which is kind of amazing. <laughs> so if you actually look in that battle uh, that I posted earlier. Uh, that I was using Yodin and the Halfling Alchemist. So I've been trying to kind of force Yodin into every match that I could just to kind of get a feel for it. And it's it's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, Gerber, what, what TC's ta talking about is is a different thing than just buying and selling. It was a, it was a exploit using the merchant accounts um, to basically have a net, uh, net positive um, uh, or like free riding sales, basically. Um, but yeah, the blast on every monster is kind of, kind of amazing. So, uh, you know, when you have a high mana match and, uh, you know, you can go heavy on the archery, which is a little, um, which is a little, uh, unusual for fire because fire has always been focused around melee. So up till now, uh, then, you know, you get, you get great stuff, especially with things like trample because you can, you can blast, uh, you know, hit the front monster, blast the second one possibly kill both at the same time depending on circumstances and then if you get a trample you can you can do it again uh one thing i did discover was that the the having ability of the halfling alchemist does not spread on blast so if you hit one monster with 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 halving then and then it spreads to the others the other ones don't get halved as well which is kind of disappointing honestly um but you know is what it is so uh so packs to deck to packs to airdrops, yeah. Uh, so you know we're halfway to the next legendary summoner airdrop for untamed, uh, roughly, and you know if we maintain the the pace that we were on, uh, you know previously, then the you know, it'll still be two months, and the and the daily churn of or the daily buying of, of packs will just go way down to compensate. So I don't know if that'll actually happen. Uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, because one thing that that we have seen over the last uh, season was you know, and Ag's very proud of this, is uh, a record high in active users. So again, from Rafalski's site. Uh, we have a we have a peak at the end of last season uh, for active accounts for real players. Uh, if we include the ones that are, you know, just doing the uh, just transactions, 
you know, transaction-only accounts. That also has a similar peak, but typically I like to look at the ones that are at least playing something. You know, includes uh, the playing bots, and but not the trading bots. So, uh, you know, but it's proportional. And in terms of battles, we can see the same kind of pattern. So it's a nice, a nice uptrend. We were stalled out for a little while, but then uh, the uptrend continued, I think. Uh, so that, that is good news. Um, and, you know, with, uh, with Steam being what it is, that is, that is always good. So Steam troubles continue as far as, as far as, uh, as far as reliability. We've had, uh, I've, I personally had a number of problems with, um, with Steam where the, uh, yeah, the money laundering, I, th I think, is, is mostly down to credit card verification. But I, I hope they fix that. I don't know. Um, so uh, with, with Steam, you know, the nodes being unreliable, you know, the micro forks and everything, um, it's, it's been a problem. I've had a number of errors where, like, I click uh, battle and it'll say something like, It'll get pop up an error. Set. I forget what the exact text is, but it says something like, um, "You know, there was an error publishing this transaction ignored." So it's like, okay, so it just I guess it retried it. Um, or there have been I've had errors revealing a team where it goes back to the main screen, but then if I wait a little bit, it pops back into the battle. So it's been it's been funky. So you know, it's it's just a as far as I'm concerned, it's just a matter of time before Splinterlands leaves Steam, and we'll, that's back to the same you know, issues with the, uh, the people who did not support Hive and have been, uh, you know, excluded from the, the Hive airdrop and whether they will stay with Splinterlands or leave or just dump everything. I don't know. It's, it's been, uh, it's been problematic, let's call it. But I have noticed a more conciliatory tone <laughs> in the discussions in, in the Mavericks channel and things. So, you know, I'm hopeful that if a shift does occur, which I think it will, then the, the Korean, you know, especially, it's mostly the Korean players. Um, I, I think that at least some of them will stick around. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. And if not, you know, there will be collections available for cheap. So that's always fun. Uh, Foggy Bottom says, I would guess many players now must have most untamed cards. If new player base is really growing, then maybe pack sales will continue. Hard to know if new competitive players are really joining. It is hard to know. Um, that, that is kind of a fundamental problem of how the game is structured. There's no, you know, there's no Oracle system, so you don't really know if an account is a real person or, or just another bot. Uh, so it's it's hard to say, but uh, you know as deck prices rise, you know the incentive to bot increases um, because you know the faster you can flip out of that and then into you know some other crypto or some other fiat, uh, then you know the better. So I don't see many new names in the top 100. Well, you know new names in the top 100 is not really necessary. Uh, I'd much rather have you know a whole lot of people in silver and gold than than a few in the in the top tiers um, because you know the wider the base the more spread or the ability to spread uh, we have uh, for you know basically referrals you know because gaming is fundamentally a social um, a uh, you know a social activity even though you know you might do it by yourself you know you talk about it with your friends you know you brag you have competitions there's tournaments 
all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm more interested in bodies than I am in dollars, at least at this point. You know, grab market share, and then from there, you know, people can can invest if, if you know if they choose to. And you know, assuming the incentives work out for that, and you know, the incentives have certainly worked on me, on on TC, on uh, on Foggy Bottom. Um, so, <laughs> so I think it's at least somewhat effective. And uh, yeah, so speaking of tournaments. We have the new in-testing uh, system. So, yeah, silver and gold does hardly require any level of cards. That is true. Um, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, basically, at this point. I know that they are, you know, they're, they're talking about working on the league system and all that jazz. That's all great. But fundamentally, I'm just, my point is, you know, more bodies is better. Uh, so, you know, in the Mavs, uh, if you're a Monster Maverick, uh, meaning you've bought at least 500 packs, uh, then you have access to the test net where they are, where we are testing the um, uh, the anytime tournaments. So it looks like it's pretty well developed. Uh, I I did not get on it yesterday. This is the first one I'm in. Uh, but hey, I'm in first place at the moment, which <laughs> which is always good. So uh, the way it works, uh, at least currently. Uh, so a little sneak preview um, is that, you know, so you, you register for a tournament and you check in and, you know, f for this one, at least there's a 24 hour window. So at any time in that 24 hours, you can go in and you can set up your teams. Uh, now, because of the numbers of people in, in this particular tournament, I had to enter 13 different matches. So it pops up and there's a, just like a normal Splinterlands match. You get your rule set, you get your opponent and, uh, you select your your team so you know I do that and then I click submit now then you do that 13 times basically in a row at least for this one it was 13 times so um, if the if your opponent has already submitted their team against your team you can actually watch it right then or you can skip it and come back later um, or if your opponent has not submitted then you're stuck waiting so you can see up at the top here, it says um, all teams entered, battles fought, 5 of 13. <laughs> so that means I'm waiting for eight other players to enter uh, enter their teams uh, so that our battles can be processed. And once they, once both teams are entered, then the, the battle happens and uh, the results are, are available. So, you know, there's, there's a couple... Uh, a couple weird things with this, uh, you know, there are potential exploits here with, um, you know, if you were to enter a bunch of teams, I know TC's talked about this uh, in the chat. Um, I'm not sure if it's if it's good to actually process the battles as they occur, or if you want to wait until everybody's submitted and then process. I think that might be a little bit better, um, but that means you're stuck waiting until the very last minute, probably, because there's always going to be somebody who waits. Um, but, uh, but yeah, as a general principle, I mean, it took me 20 minutes to enter 13 teams, which is not bad. So, you know, for me, you know, I'm, I'm busy. I, I work a lot. Uh, I got kids. So, you know, sitting around for a couple hours doing a Splinterlands tournament where, you know, it's a live tournament is just impossible. So, um, I think I've done it twice total. Uh, so, but these anytime tournaments, I mean, that's much more attractive to a player like me. So 
the hope is, or my, my expectation, is that a lot more people will take advantage of this tournament style and increase the competition amongst the tournaments. Because another issue with the deck, uh, you know, Dark Energy Crystals, is that the, um, the, the bot networks that have really gotten good at, uh, at getting through tournaments, uh, you know, they're getting uh, winnings and, you know, presumably that creates marginal supply on the market. So, um, you know, the more competition there is in the tournaments, the less of that there is, which should be a positive for, for, the, uh, for the deck price. So, yeah, I agree. It's a good step forward. It definitely needs um, optimization. I know Jarvi had published a big list about, um, about uh, the, uh, his ideas for improvements, both on the player side and on the tournament creator side. So, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's progress. Uh, so I'm excited. I mean, it, this looks like it's pretty close to uh, a release, you know, um, you know, I don't know whatever tweaks they're going to do based on our feedback, but um, it's, it definitely works. You know, it's, it's a functional product at this point. So, I mean, they could just throw it in there at any point. Uh, so I'm excited, uh, you know, and I think it'll be, I think it'll be fun. So, so anytime tournaments, I think it's going to be checked off here in probably a week, uh, maybe two. That would be my guess. So uh, that is that is the, kind of the big updates. We got Yoden, we got the Halfling, and we got we're getting anytime tournaments. And you know, Aga said a number of times that uh, everything got pushed back like six weeks because of the whole Steam Hive thing, and I, that appears to be you know accurate. So uh, I think we'll be back on track as far as development uh, goes, and and I am a fan of that. So, uh, and if you didn't watch that battle, I won. That's, <laughs> that's the important thing. Uh, Guild Wars boss fights next. Yes. So uh, they've said all along that Guild Wars and, and boss fights were dependent on the Anytime Tournaments uh, being uh, done. So I don't know why that is exactly, but uh, I guess something in the mechanic of it uh, makes it work. I, I mean, Guild Wars, I mean, I guess will just be an Anytime Tournament between two guilds, I guess. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, but, but boss fights, I, I have no idea. Don't even know what those are going to look like. Uh, Jessic uh, posted this guy in chat a couple days ago, which was fun. Uh, gold matters is buying up uh, more dragon, more alpha gold dragons uh, for dark energy crystals, actually. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think originally he bought up all the lightning dragons, uh, if I remember right. It was one of the other uh, dragons, um, but uh, I guess he's making a run at some of the other ones. And uh, the argument he made originally was that uh, it's just based on rarity, basically. I think there was like 17, I think it was lightning dragons. Uh, there was like 17 of that one and like 21 of another one. Uh, in fact, let's go ahead and look at peak monsters and see. Uh, let's see. Oh. And of course, it has to be gold because it's gold. Uh, uh <laughs> so let's see. It was a lightning. Yeah, nineteen, twenty-one. Yeah. Okay. So here we got uh, one of the great things about the peak monsters market is the display of everything. So we got twenty-one total BCX on lightning dragons. On the chromatics, we've got thirty-one. 
and on the gold, the gold, gold dragons, we've got 37. So if we take a look at Gold Manor's collection, I'm assuming it keeps them there. So yeah, let's look at alphas. Uh, let's look at the dragons. So it's got a bunch. So if you were planning on selling, uh, you know, gold alpha gold dragons, I think gold gold dragons will be the next target. <laughs> if you want to part with yours, I don't know if anybody does. Uh, but uh, you can you can probably make some some decent premium. It doesn't seem to be too sensitive to price. Uh, I mean, seventeen oh one for six. What's the average there? So that's I think it's a little under three hundred bucks, right? Seventeen oh one divided by six, two eighty three fifty. Uh, that's a good chunk of change for cards that are almost unusable. So uh, I wonder if I have any of those. Let me check here. Alpha gold. Ah, part of the problem with loading my collections, it takes forever. I know, first world problems. Oh, the only the only gold the alpha gold dragon I have is Selenia, and I'm certainly not pa I'm not passing that one up. Uh, she's my girl. Stay away from Rondon's gold dragon. <laughs> uh, gold matters uh, only buys gold foil, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I haven't done exhaustive research on it, but you know that, those are the big moves that he's made, because uh, you know gold matters. It's it's in the name, so. So it's clearly the the thing to get. Uh, so yeah, let's see. Probably for the best, yes. Uh, one thing I did want to talk about a little bit, I meant to talk about it last week when we had the Hive Pump going on, is that, you know, it's it's weird, okay? So if I posted a, a, uh, a picture of the Steam chart, Steam versus Bitcoin, and this is going to get into a little bit mm, psychological, I guess. So you see that giant wick on, what was it? It was March 19th. Uh, it, you know, we had a little pump, or we had a good pump, actually, from, from let's see, what's the low? Low was 23.92, and the, and the close was 41.13, and then it goes up some more. It, it opens on March 19th of... See the open was forty one twenty nine and the high was eighty one eighty two. So that's a nice little pump. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about gold gold dragons round on, not just not just regular gold dragons. It's uh, I think it's an unfortunate naming convention there, but it is what it is. So the the ability to to pump steam exists, basically. And you know what I think we're gonna see happen if we zoom out here. What I think we're going to see happen, and this is just my theory, is that, yeah, it's 81, whatever it was, uh, 81, 81, 82. So when we zoom out there, uh, what I think is going to happen is that, you know, the Hive, the people who migrated to Hive are powering down their steam. They're in week, whatever it is now, week seven, week eight, um, and maybe not week eight, maybe week six, whatever. So those people are going to be powered down. 
And I think once that power down is done in Steam, then I think Justin Sun is going to take the opportunity to you know do his best to manipulate the Steam market and pump up the price. Uh, and that'll that'll involve multiple things. It'll involve selling the hive that he has uh, that he got through whatever he had on exchanges. Uh, it'll also probably involve uh, you know bringing in outside money from Tron or whatever. And I think we're going to see a good run on Steam. And uh, you know for him it's it's a it's a you know a bragging point where you can say, see, I told you so. These people you know, that were fighting me were morons, you know, they should have stuck with me and they would have enjoyed all these games and whatever. You know, it's, it's a saving face kind of maneuver. And, uh, you know, if he can get enough momentum out of it, maybe he can unload uh, some of his bags, basically. Uh, although he got in at a very good price, from what I understand. So, um, yeah, the, uh, but the, the result of that for Splinterlands, I think, is that assuming Splinterlands is still tied, at least in some way, to Steam at the time, uh, then... I think it'll be a great uh, opportunity, <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, buy Steam. I'm so like for for me, like what I'm doing is I'm powering down. Well, I'm powering down both Hive and Steam. Uh, I got to, and I mentioned this on the Leo roundtable uh, that we recorded this morning. So I've got two Bitcoin uh, out of it, and the rest of it I'm keeping liquid. And uh, you know, some goes into Steam. Uh, some goes into dark energy crystals, some goes into just sitting there waiting. Um, so, you know, I'm at this point, you know, my, my need for, for Bitcoin has been satisfied and the rest is just trading. So, uh, I am expecting, uh, that rise and, you know, if we get a nice pump out of that, you know, I'll sell, you know, as best I can at good prices, but for Splinterlands, uh, you know, I think you're going to be able to sell cards for nice uh, prices in crypto. Now, then that requires, you know, changing that out for uh, whatever else you want, whether it's fiat or a different crypto or whatever. But I think we will have that opportunity uh, going forward. And if if we see um, if we see Splinterlands still on Steam 100%, uh, then you know I think there's going to possibly be some fraction of <laughs> some fraction of of uh you know new players uh coming in who are you know you know feeling steam rich so that's a possibility whether they stick around or not mm, debatable uh we i think we'd have to wait and see but uh it might be might be good for a little a little additional pump on top of just the steam price mechanics so uh basically you know whatever week we're in you know whatever the difference between that and 13 uh, and after that, I expect a pump soon to follow. I don't know exactly what soon will be, but it'll be uh, not too far. So Leo and Deck better make me rich. <laughs> yeah, Scaredy Cat and I are, are both uh, in agreement on you know powering down because the you know uh, you know the point of powering up uh, Steam or Hive is to, you know, gain your share of the inflation, uh, you know, and you could also argue maybe that it, there's, um, uh, you know, some amount of influence that might come with that, you know, social influence. Uh, but uh, for most people, it's just, you know, however much of the inflation pool you can control. And both Scaredy Cat and I are, agree that uh, that is not worth the downsides of being locked up for, you know, whatever it is, 13 weeks. 
Um, so, right, so we're not. <laughs> so we're powering down on both. And I know milking and farming, right? That's 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 controlling a share of the uh, the inflation pool. So you know, I have rented some some steam power and some hive power uh, with my liquid steam and hive, and uh, I'm doing that. But you know, it's uh, it's basically just you know gamified at this point. The only reason to power up, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and I know that might hit, that might hurt Crim's you know ears, but I don't know if she's actually listening or not. She tends to come into shows and then just. <laughs> just fake news the whole way through so uh <laughs> i'm sure i will get a message if she is listening but so far so good <laughs> anyway um i oh back back to to yodin zaku um it's uh you know the the team i think yabba actually said specifically that um what am i looking at Grammar seminars legendary Oh, I'm in dragons, that's why. Um, that there are no plans to nerf Yodin Zaku, which I think is good, because, you know, they're, the way they create cards with their point system versus mana, I think, is has been really effective. Uh, I think it's, it's created really good balance. But uh, one of the things uh, I like to do is I like to look at the, at the market for the... Um, for a given type... So like legendary summoners would be one type because they have the same uh, they have the same rarity and you know similar you know eventually similar kinds of print levels. Yeah, I mean fire already has a few blasts. That is true, um, but having everything have blast is mm, pretty good. <laughs> I like it a lot. I've been trying to cram it into as many matches as I can. But, uh, you know, to some mixed results. But, you know, when it works, it's like Game Busters. Uh, you need those high mana matches because they're, they're seven mana, just like Mimosa. But, um, you know, right now we're seeing, you know, part of it's liquidity. You know, just that there's not as many uh, people trading Yodins. Uh, there's 12 available uh, versus 90 available for Mimosa. But uh, we can see that, you know, the, the bid at least... Uh, is higher on Yodin at the moment. So people are valuing it a little bit more than Mimosa. Um, and obviously, as, as more come on the market, that will that will come down. But it is interesting to see that it's the spread is so much greater. It's 960 by 1235 versus 1060 versus by 16. So that's, you know, uh, a good a good chunk. And if we look at the at the price chart, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Peak Blasters price chart, but but uh, we saw that um, as of yesterday, the uh, it was going for thirteen thirty six per BCX, uh, and it sold what? I can't really. Not sure which which point goes along because one says, oh here we go, twenty one hours ago. Oh, it's only showing three sales at that point. <laughs> So that's not great. Uh, Seven sixty-one uh, were was the average price at uh, seventy-eight BCX sold. So that's that's just going to be a point. Uh, so people are interested, basically. I think that's that's the main point. Uh, similar chart for Mimosa. You can see, you know, volume uh, is not quite as uh, as. Uh, there's, you know, well, there's not as much volume. So people have 
you know, more satisfied with their levels of Lumosa than they are with Yodens, which which makes sense because you know it's a new card and everything. But um, uh, yeah, for the moment, there's good prices if you're a seller. So if you're a buyer, I'd probably wait a little bit, uh, wait for more to be out there, and prices will probably come down to more like Mimosa. Because I think fundamentally, balance-wise, they are uh, in the similar ballpark. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, interesting thing that uh, on the golds, it's actually flipped the. Uh, Yodin uh, has a narrower spread than Mimosa, so that's that's always interesting. But you know, the the gold legendary stuff, there's not so many of those being traded. That's one of the problems with golds in general, actually. Liquidity, liquidity is an issue. I remember Ag one time asked me uh, what I thought of uh, what I thought of Splinterlands as an investment, and I said, you know, the, the returns have been fantastic. But, you know, it's, it's not perfect, you know, and one of the biggest issues is liquidity. So, I mean, there is liquidity on the, on the low end, um, but on the high end, you know, it's, it's pretty difficult. So, unless you have a gold miners there waiting to buy all your gold cards, uh, which doesn't happen too often, it's, um, it's a little bit tough. Uh, you can always, you know, do the rental and, and, you know, play the game and do the cash flow thing, which is what I do. Uh, but as far as liquidating, uh, you know, actual capital value. It's tough. More players, more liquidity. Absolutely. So, you know, <laughs> the secret to all value is more players. Uh, and that is something I've been harping on for a long time. And uh, I think it is, you know, still true. Uh, you know, but we do have the... Uh, I keep losing my chart. We do have more players, which is good. I like this trend line. So, um, yeah, we just got to keep on keeping on. You know, I do, uh, something I, I have not uh, gotten a good answer to, and I brought this up, you know, last week, or, you know, 10 days ago, whatever the last show actually was, uh, was, you know, growing, <laughs> growing uh, incrementally is, is okay, you know. Uh, the, assuming the ambassador program gets back on track, um, that'll be good. That's that'll bring in something like hundreds of, of players if it's successful. Uh, but you know, to, to really quantumly grow, to go from five thousand to twenty thousand to fifty thousand, whatever it is, uh, something else needs to be done. So, um, and I don't know what that something else is. Uh, I'm always open to suggestions, uh, and I thought I'm sure you know the team would be open to suggestions. You know, the Kickstarter stuff uh, has been you know fun. Uh, it's mostly been internal uh, buying, though. Uh, the the Tron Sesame Seed promotion brought in a few people, um, but uh, you know we're not seeing um, you know the the big jumps that I think we need to see. So you know, if anybody has suggestions, uh, Neil is open. What does that mean? Oh, I'm open to suggestions. Yes. Uh, so that's just my take. Uh, one thing that uh, I thought was kind of interesting was I was taking a look at the untamed uh, market on, on Steam Engine. Because, you know, these represent packs of untamed. 
And, you know, I really thought this would drop a lot more um, because, you know, whatever volume there would have been would have been gone towards the halfling promotion. But, you know, it's kind of just bouncing around between five and six as it has been, or five and seven, rather, uh, for, you know, a couple weeks now. So uh, we didn't see a big drop off. Um, and, you know, there is some volume on it. So let's see if we see if we just look at today, there's, I don't know, 100 or so packs that transacted and then the day before there was you know uh this this list cuts off but it's you know there was like 200 there so you know decent um if we look at let's see if anything's going on with alphas i have not actually checked this before the show which i probably should but you know is what it is <laughs> let's see if steam engine actually loads Okay, so not a whole lot of activity here. You can see that the uh, ah one actually sold today for thirty-five steam. <laughs> and if we go to beta packs, uh, we had somebody selling beta packs earlier. It was either earlier today or yesterday. You know they're going for. A little bit, 273. Yeah, and the uh, I think the big the big sleeper is uh, is orbs. So orbs have been included as part of rewards now, um, you know, since whenever that change was, and the the number of orbs available for purchase is going uh, is going down fairly rapidly. And a steam engine would load, that would still be great. So yeah, so they're going for cheap. They're going for a dollar eighteen right now. Not a whole lot of volume, thirty-four dollars worth um, in the last. Uh, huh, that's interesting. I think you got to do rich list alpha twenty-five. Like that. There we go. Am I on this list? Uh, I don't know how many alphas I have. I might just have one, actually. Uh, so yeah, Crypto Eater has a bunch. Foggy Bottom has a bunch. Inertia has a bunch. Uh, I guess Marky sold most of his, or I guess all of his. Uh, so yeah, so I think Orbs are the big sleeper. I mean, there's a lot of great cards in Orbs. Um, and they're running out. Uh, let's go to the shop. And see, orbs. So forty-two thousand remaining. So you know it took a while because you know they not not that many people were buying them, but now that they're part of the rewards, they're going quick. So uh, those are going to run out. Uh, let's take a look, actually, because we can look at just orbs, I believe. Yeah. So I don't know if Fowski is actually accounting for um, for uh, rewards orbs or just or just purchased orbs in this chart, um, but yeah. So you know some of my favorite cards are orbs. If we look at promos here, let's just do regular monsters. Uh, da, 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 da. So yeah, Lord of Fire is a great card. 
uh, Minotaur Warlord is pretty good. I don't, not as useful as Lord of Fire. So, I mean, there's. Uh, Alcarion says Yodin is male, though could choose a female shape if he wanted. He's just mostly set on what you see in the card. Just purchased, yeah. So, I mean, when when Orms, um, you know, so, you know, the Pegasus and the Fire, Lord of Fire, those are great utility cards. Yes, it changed times, Gary. I made, like, several posts about it, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> and you got a, you got a notification on... Uh, on Discord, so nobody to blame but yourself, basically. <laughs> but anyway, once Orbs runs out, I expect these prices to rise because they are extremely useful cards. Uh, Minotaur Warlord, maybe not as much, but Lord of Fire, definitely. Corrupted Pegasus, absolutely. Um, so if you're looking for uh, a medium term kind of uh, flip, then I think. I can't read. <laughs> Didn't you write the book, Gary? He, tweet, he tweeted, Ron retweeted, all that stuff. All the stuff was done. If you were interested, you would have shown up. No, I'm kidding. I'm glad you're here. I'm uh, glad everybody's here, really. So, um, yeah, so I, I think if you don't have any Corrupted Pegasus and Lord of Fire, I would definitely pick some up. Uh, those are, I think, going to be going up in price. I know, it's very sad, Ron. The pings, the posts, the twits, Carrie still hates my show. It's very sad. I can barely sleep at night over it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I think uh, I think that is most of the news uh, for this week. We had the updates. I don't know if I actually published or actually posted it, but it's kind of, kind of uh, well-trod ground at this point. Um, you know, the, uh, the Swiss uh, Anytime Tournaments. Uh, I don't know if they're really Swiss or not, but uh, whatever. Um, the, uh, the pack transfers, actually, that is a nice thing. Um, so if, uh, this part, you can, you can move packs through the game rather than doing it through the engines, uh, now, which is nice. Uh, so that's a nice little feature. Uh, the crew was at virtual blockchain week. I think they got like a five minute clip or something like that. I didn't actually watch it. I don't know if anybody else did. Um, if you did, let me know on the curation posts. <laughs> I, I, I usually get curated by, by Steam Monsters automatically, so I don't do a whole lot of promotion there. Um, so yeah, th those were the updates. Um, you know, so far the, the, um, I don't know if you call them public relations or whatever, but there was the, the thing on, was it AMC? Uh, the cable channel and then virtual blockchain week you know those are not translating into uh, a lot of players I mean maybe so we got that recent pop in all-time high uh, players so maybe we got some of those from virtual blockchain possibly I'm not going to discount that but it's not you know it's it's trickles of things it's it's not uh, it's not the hyper growth that you know we need to see uh, to support the whole thing but you know Slowly but surely, hopefully we'll get there. Uh, as far as market values go, I go to my collection, which I use as my proxy because I have a pretty good spread of stuff. 
Uh, so we're at 65, 790. Right there. Uh, I always use the market value. Um, sorry, it's just people banging on the door, even though I tell them I'm doing something. <laughs> the joys of kids. Uh, yeah, so, you know, that's been, you know, hanging out in the 60s lately. Um, you know, from, I think, the all-time high when Untamed was released was like 92 or 94. Uh, virtual blockchain uh, was good. Basic splinter lines information summarized, though. Great. Uh, you know, and I hope we, uh, I hope we, we see, you know, people uh, come in from that. So let's let's take a look at the Splinterlands um, state of the depths. Let's see, active users. So I'm I'm always suspect about how they how they come up with these numbers, but it is showing a little bit of an uptick uh, before you know the way they count things you know just drops off to nothing. Which is, seems like a bad way to count, but, you know, what are you going to do? Well, that's, that's the way they, they count stuff. So, uh, if we go back to a couple days ago for the 30th, we might have gotten that little blip. That might have been a direct result from, uh, from virtual blockchain. Uh, and if so, great. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not downplaying that, but I'm just saying we need more. And, you know, the... It's the impression that I get from Ag is that uh, you know they want player promotion. Um, you know, guys going out like Matt Clark has has done uh, for a long time now of of doing like you know hand to hand combat for uh, <laughs> for uh, new players, and that's great and all, but I I don't think that's really going to that's really going to get it. Uh, I think we need some kind of like genuine marketing push that's effective. Um, and not just, you know, banner ads on whatever. So, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the downer of the current news, I think. Um, there's no, there's been no movement on that. Uh, you know, development is progressing. We're getting in time tournaments soon. Um, TC Polymath, you need to submit your teams because <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're at zero here. Um, because I want to see if I win. <laughs> Although, you know, it, it will be over in 24 hours one way or the other. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 the negative. Uh, all the other things I think are working, but just marketing needs to be done. Effective marketing for a crypto app. Yes. So <coughs> the one good thing is that um, you know we have the habiting coming up, so there's going to be a lot of press uh, around that. I know that people in crypto feel like there already has been a lot of press about it, but you know that's not you know it's a very um, you know you're inside the bubble um, there. You know for mainstream. Uh, people they have no idea about anything so um, but uh, there will be some press around Bitcoin you know popular press uh, around Bitcoin related to that so um, what I did want to take a look at here was why am I looking at this one I have it over here so if we compare Bitcoin to uh, SPX let's say uh, 
XP 500. So you can see that the correlation has been, you know, kind of. Um, so th this is Bitcoin divided by the S&P. So it's relating one to the other. If it was perfectly flat, that would mean that they're moving exactly together uh, in the same percentages. But, you know, we're seeing some bouncing around. Um, but, you know, like what we want to see is uh, is a decorrelation like we saw in this run from uh, from end of March 19 up through uh, June of 19. And I, I honestly don't care if it's positive or negative. I just want to see it being uh, separated. So uh, because the reason for that is I want to see Bitcoin seen as an alternative financial asset uh, in the mainstream uh, mind. So that they can, it's like, oh, I can invest in, uh, I can invest in stocks, I can invest in bonds, I can invest in, you know, gold, or I can invest in, uh, in Bitcoin. And, you know, if that becomes part of the, the mental choice in the investment landscape, then uh, that, you know, will we'll funnel more people into uh, crypto. And as we know, you know, as, you know, some fraction of those people will find their way into similar lands and grow a user base that way. So that would be some you know, just being part of the crypto uh, universe um, benefit, uh, but, you know, I will take it. So <laughs> the more players, the better. And uh, we are coming up on the end of the show. We got about 90 seconds left. So if there's any last things you wanted to hear about, let me know real quick. Uh, otherwise, uh, we'll be just about done. Um, so bottom line, orbs, orb cards, uh, I think those will be a good buy. Uh, Dark Engine Crystals, you know, I wouldn't chase the price. But, um, you know, if you want to accumulate for lands purposes, then uh, I think that'll be good. Because, uh, you know, given given the history, you know that uh, whatever <laughs> whatever uh, system they come up with, it's going to be uh, beneficial to, to buy in, if, if you're already invested in the, in the ecosystem. You know, so I'm, I've got about 2 million Dark Energy Crystals. I'll be buying some lands. I don't know how much they're going to cost. I don't know how, what percentage that's worth. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's my plan. And with that, uh, we'll see you next week. This is the new time, 4 o'clock Eastern. Uh, it's like uh, 20, 100, um, uh, 20, 100 UTC, whatever that works out to be. And uh, next up is Scaredy Cat Guide with uh, his investment show. So stay tuned for that.